about that, and I was thinking about the psalmist in Psalm 139. And in Psalm 139, the psalmist, like Paul, one morning must have got up and had a good look at himself in the mirror. And here's what he said. I thank you, O God, that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And he wasn't doing it in a proud, boastful way. Suddenly he looked at himself and looked at this amazing creature, this amazing creation of God. And he must have looked at his body because he goes on to talk about how that God formed him in the womb. Even before he was even born, that God knew every single day of his life. And having looked at himself, he said, I am fearfully and I am wonderfully made. Now, had David have known what scientists and biologists know today about this amazing creation of God, this body that we live in, had he known even the minutest amount that we know today, I think he'd have been absolutely speechless. And it really is in only the last century that we have begun to find out some stuff even about this body that we live in. You know that whenever you began, you were one single cell. One single cell. And then it halved and doubled. And then each of those cells halved and doubled. And they halved and doubled. And after just 47 doublings, you became 10,000 trillion cells. <laughs> Can you imagine that? No, you can't. You can't. It's too big a number to even imagine. 10,000 trillion cells. So when you look at yourself in the mirror, Paul, in the morning, you can say, I am fearfully, wonderfully made. I am 10,000 trillion cells I'm looking at. <laughs> well, maybe that's not very nice to think about that, but actually it is. But what is even, I suppose, more amazing than that is that, well, I suppose a trillion is a number that you can hardly even begin to imagine. We all know what a million is, don't we? Do you know what a billion is? A billion is a million million. A man gave his wife a million pounds one time and said, I want you to go out and I want you to spend a thousand pounds every single day and come back to me when it's all done and I'll give you some more. She didn't come back for three years. Then he gave her a billion pounds. He said, I want you to spend a thousand pounds a day and come back to me when it's all done. She didn't come back for three, three thousand years. I know some men, they're wishing they were a billionaire and they could give their wife a billion pounds. <laughs> Not me, a half days and dad. Nobody in here that would, that would apply to. Sure it wouldn't. Because a, a billion is a million million, but a trillion is a million million million. And you've got 10,000 million 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 cells that mix up your body. And within every single one of those 10,000 trillion cells is a nucleus. And within every nucleus, there are chromosomes. In fact, there's 46 to be exact. 23 you got from your mom and 23 you got from your dad. And within every single chromosome, within every single 10,000 trillion cells, there is two meters of a molecule 
which is called the most extraordinary molecule on earth. It's your DNA. And that two meters, that string of chemical molecule contains every single thing that makes up your body of who you are. The color of your eyes, the color of your hair, the size of your feet, the size of your ears, your nose, everything about you. It's all contained within those little strands. And you have got 20 million trillion strands. Sorry, 20 million kilometers of DNA within your body. No wonder we are fearfully and we are wonderfully made. Amen. We are very unique creatures on the face of the earth. We are the most unique no wonder there's such a variety. There's six billion people on the earth, and there's not two of us the same. Now, I know that there's twins, and I know that there's people who look like each other. I was in America recently, last August, and I got off at an airport and I had to travel to another part of the airport. And when I got to the other part, there was a man standing with his wife and child. And I walked out right up to him, and I said, Fancy seeing you here. And he looked at me, and he didn't speak. And I thought, Why is he not speaking to me? He knows me. I know him. Why is he not speaking to me? And then he spoke to me in an American accent. And it wasn't the guy I thought I knew. It's the guy that plays the flute in Hillsborough Bible Week. And I was so sure. He looked exactly like a, I says, fancy meeting you here. And he didn't speak. And then that threw me. I thought, why is he not speaking? I thought he's a bit stuck up. He's not speaking to me because in America. <laughs> now, I'd never met his wife and child before, so I had nothing to go by. And it's only when he opened his mouth I realized what I had done. I thought, oh, dear, I so apologize. I was so embarrassed. He said, I must look like that guy. You know, I said, you are just a spitting image. But having said that, we are so uniquely different. Now, all of those 10,000 trillion cells all need oxygen. And that's why God gave you a pump in your chest the size of your fist. And every year, it pumps 3 million liters of blood through your veins. That would fill four Olympic-sized swimming pools. That's not bad for a wee pump the size of your fist. In fact, that's only when you're resting. If you're doing exercise, it's six times the amount. Now do you begin to see why we are fearfully and we are wonderfully made. But that's just the miracle of life. The actual fact is that Amazing though we are, highly complex creatures though we are, fantastic though this body is, one day it will die and it will go into the ground and it will return to the dust. But what about your soul? What about the eternal part of you? If this bit of you that you can see will one day return to the dust. What does God think of the bit that's eternal? That will never, ever die. That will go on living for all eternity in either heaven or hell. How amazing is that? And so this body is just the miracle of life and, and scientists and biologists and People like that, they're, they're really interested in the how. How did this happen? How does this work? But this Bible is more interested in the why. It's more interested in the why of life than the how of life. 
Have you thought of the why of life? Why am I here? What is my purpose? What has God got for me? Because this is what God is really, truly interested in. He made you a very complex creature, but he put within you a spirit, a soul that will live forever. Now, if this human birth and life is mysterious and marvelous, what about the new birth? How mysterious and marvelous is that? If any man is in Christ, the Bible says he's what? He is a new creation. In fact, there isn't a species that has never, ever been before. How unique is that? How different is that? And that's what God does when you come to Christ, when you get born again, you become a new creature. Somehow or other, God does something supernatural, mysterious, inside you, in your spirit and in your soul. He implants within you, if I could put it this way, a new DNA, a spiritual DNA, which will make up your whole new Christian life. It will determine who you are, what you're going to be, what you're going to do. The talents, the gifts, the abilities, the purposes, the reasons for life itself. God puts that in us. The moment you get saved, something changes inside. You're transformed. Something happens to you internally. And you're never the same again. And it's going to take all of this life and it's going to take all of eternity to find out what all of that means. This life will never, ever understand it all in this life. It's going to take all of eternity. In fact, the Bible says that God has got all of eternity to show us his mysteries, to show us everything. In fact, this life will never be enough for God to do with us what he wants to fully do. It's going to take all of eternity for that. And so... Whenever you're saved and you're born again, something happens to you on the inside. It's as if God rewrites things and he gives you a whole new reason for life. And for the first time, you begin to think differently, you act differently, you talk differently, you behave differently. And maybe for the very first time, you begin to understand and you want to actually worship the true and the living God. And your heart wants to lift up. We, we sang worship songs tonight and praise songs. There was a time in my life I wouldn't have been even remotely interested in that. Not even remotely interested. But not anymore. Because God did something to me on the inside. And he did it to you. And then there's this thing called faith. There's this mysterious, supernatural thing that God puts within us that enables us to believe in him though we have never seen him. But somehow we, we believe in him. And it becomes the most natural thing in the world to believe in this great almighty creator God and to believe that his son is our savior. It just becomes just second nature to us. Now that's not natural. It's supernatural. God did something to us on the inside. He rewrote our lives on the inside. 
And just the way your physical DNA determines your hair coloring, your eye coloring, and your physical mannerisms and all the rest of it, so your spiritual DNA will map your life for you. That's God's plan for your life. So we begin to follow that. We begin to do what he wants us to do and what he's called us to do and what he's made us to be. We begin to do that. Our desire to know God. Apostle Paul says, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection. The desire to trust his word. Just to trust this book. To read this book and say, God, this is not just words on the page. This is your word to us. This is you speaking to me. Paul talked about that being alone with the Lord and just spending those moments in silence and allowing him to speak to us. The greatest way he speaks to us is through this word. And suddenly, because of what's happened on the inside, because God has changed our spiritual DNA, suddenly we see this book as something that's absolutely fantastic. This is more than just a roadmap for life. This is God's own living, inspired, infallible word that will never, ever fail. When everything else fails, this word will not ever fail. You can back your whole life upon this word. You can trust this in life, and you most certainly can trust it in death because this word will never, ever let you down. Amen. And so, what do you see when you look into the mirror? David said, I am fearfully and I am wonderfully made. How much more since you became a believer? Now you can look into the mirror and you see beyond this amazing creation that God has made. And you say, God, I've got an eternal, never dying, everlasting soul that lives inside this amazing body. And you have made this to live for all eternity. When this old body's gone back to dust, this spirit, this soul will live for all eternity in either God's presence or in a lost eternity, either one or the other. God has made you for his presence. He's made you to love him. He's made you to serve him. He's made you to know him. And he's made you ultimately to be with him forever and forever and forever. Truly, we are fearfully and we are wonderfully made. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we do thank you for the songs that we have heard tonight. We thank you for the words that have been crafted. And Lord, they've come through prayer and through meditation upon your word. They've come through the inspiration of your spirit. Lord, I thank you for Paul. I thank you for his gifts. And I thank you, Lord, that he's obeying you and he's using his talents and he's touching lives. And Lord, I pray that you'll bless him. Bless him in his church ministry. Bless him, Lord, as he reaches out to others through song and CD and testimony and meetings that he takes. And I just pray, Lord, that you'll cause others to hear the words that he says, that their hearts will be stirred and challenged, and that men and women and boys and girls will find Christ through them. So, Lord, we thank you for this evening. We bless you for who we are. Lord, you made us. We are your children. We are the creatures that you made. We thank you that you made us well. Lord, when you made Adam and Eve, you said that it was good. 
It was good. Lord, you were pleased with what you have made. Now, Lord, whenever we're reborn, how much more? How much more are you pleased to know that your Son has redeemed us? So we thank you, Lord, for this evening. Bless us, Lord, as we part the fellowship again. In Christ's name, amen. Now, don't forget...